Here's the thing though. If it's a watch history, if the person's into vertical gardening and you put out a video on the top 10 craziest moments from Minecraft, it doesn't matter if all the video performance is off the charts, that user has no interest in that topic, right? So this is how these things stack together. The YouTube algorithm is not just pushing your video to just anybody, it's trying to, again, get your video in front of the right people. And it's more about actually them understanding the user and then pulling videos that that user has indicated they want to watch. Are you trying to figure out the YouTube algorithm? Is it a mystery to you? And you just wanna figure out what is this thing and how do I use it to my advantage? Well, in today's episode, we are taking questions from the Think Media community. We posted on social media and we grabbed your questions all about the YouTube algorithm. My name is Heather Torres and I am your host of the Think Media podcast, the number one podcast to help you grow your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high impact and a high profit online business. I'm excited to jump into your questions and I wanna thank you for answering them over on social media. We posted on the community tab on YouTube, over on Instagram and on Facebook. So if you're not following us on social, make sure you do that next. You can follow us at Official Think Media on Instagram and then you can follow Sean or just the YouTube channel um, if you want to be a part of these types of episodes. This episode is also brought to you by our upcoming free YouTube class. I'll tell you more about that at the end, but let's jump into today's featured question. So what even is the YouTube algorithm? Man, you know what's so funny about the YouTube algorithm is it seems like this super mysterious thing. Like no one can be told what the matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Like if you don't take the red pill or the blue pill, then you're not going to get the revelation of the secret code inside of the YouTube algorithm. Is it the Wizard of Oz? Who's hiding behind the curtain? Who's working at YouTube pulling the levers? You know, is it ancient aliens? Like when you look at the uh, angle of the Egyptian pyramids and you realize like that's how they discovered the angle of the YouTube algorithm. That's kind of how it feels. I mean, and you see different people's YouTube videos unlocking the YouTube algorithm, decoding the YouTube algorithm, the mystery of the YouTube algorithm solved. Well, is it possible to actually demystify some of the mystery around the YouTube algorithm? I think it is. And I think to the degree that you understand how YouTube works, you can then structure your content to please the YouTube algorithm uh, Wizard of Oz to make him happy so that he promotes your videos to the ends of the earth. And so uh, there's a lot of data and distinctions in this video that I want to share with you. And, and just to kind of try to make something that's pretty complex, simple. So let's dive into this. So what is the YouTube algorithm? Well, ultimately, it's a recommendation system that decides which video, which videos YouTube suggests to the 2.3 billion monthly active users. So that's updated data. There's 2.3 billion people that have a Gmail account that are logged into YouTube that access the platform at least once a month. The viewership of YouTube is much larger because not everybody has that YouTube account. So the YouTube algorithm's goal is to serve up basically individual suggestions. It's trying to categorize, understand, 
and satisfy viewers. YouTube wants to win in the landscape of all these other options. You could be watching Netflix. You could be watching Hulu. You could be doing anything else. And YouTube wants your attention. So it's trying to make the viewer happy by recommending videos and suggesting videos to its users and viewers. YouTube's goal is to get users onto YouTube. And of course, to do that, that's from their brand, from the options of content for you considering YouTube being a destination or even external traffic of some kind. But then ultimately, they want to keep you on YouTube. That's YouTube's one-two punch. How do I get you onto YouTube watching content, but not just for like a little quick 60-second funny cat video lunch break? How do I actually keep you on YouTube for hours, maybe hours every day, competing with maybe traditional forms of media or OTT uh, type of stuff like Netflix and Hulu? And how do I actually get the viewer's attention and keep satisfying them with content? So this is why tweaking the algorithm on their side is so important because if you keep getting videos you like, if you finish a video and it just plays the next video that you're like, I don't even know I wanted to watch this. Have you ever gone in that rabbit hole? Have you ever gone down like conspiracy rabbit hole on YouTube? It's kind of like ancient aliens, right? All of a sudden you're like, I don't even know where I am, dude. Like I, I, this pint of Ben and Jerry's is gone. Like I just drank like a liter of diet Coke and I am an hour and 45 minutes in to some really niche data about how Jay-Z and Beyonce are in the Illuminati. Like where even am I? I need to go up for a walk. I need some sunlight. The YouTube algorithm, it's serving you content. It's, it's taking you down uh, a, you know, a rabbit trail. And so this is an important quote. The YouTube algorithm isn't trying to find viewers for your videos. It's trying to find videos to satisfy YouTube users. People really make this mistake. You'd be surprised how much algorithm blame there is. I think the algorithm's broken. It's my videos are not getting distributed. No, your videos just have really gone downhill and you've been repeating yourself a lot. Like, I just think the algorithm is broke. I'm being shadow banned. You're not being shadow banned. It's like the your content is just not is giving signals, people aren't clicking on it or they're not sticking with it in your average view duration. And I hear somebody saying, yeah, well actually no, my, my channel is getting shadow banned because in one obscure thing of doing conservative news, maybe, maybe, but you'd be surprised whether, no matter what your political beliefs are, liberal, you know, Republican, conservative, there's massive channels that are on both camps that are crushing it all the time, of course. Is there censorship? Is there? Sure. But my point is this. We usually are overly blaming the platform, blaming the algorithm, blaming YouTube. When, by the way, that's something that's out of your control. What is in your control is you controlling your own content. And the problem is a lot of us can fall into, in a way, being selfish. And we actually think the algorithm's goal is to find viewers for our videos. Like, my videos are so good, dude. My content is so good. YouTube's job is to go out and find some people for me. Where are my people? Where are my viewers? Where are my subscribers? My, me, me. You remember that scene from whatever? There's like the birds. I think that was Finding Nemo. Listen, me. Like going out and trying to find viewers for your videos. That's not what they're doing. Listen, the YouTube algorithm is trying to find videos for their users. They're trying to study. And by the way, this is robots doing things. Like this, there's, there's not enough humans in the world 
to even be able to manage every bit of videos that are uploaded to YouTube. So they have to create an algorithm to study what satisfies viewers, what do people watch, what is getting watch time, what's getting click-through rate. People fill out surveys, people click the like button, people leave comments. And they're, they're just taking all these data points, trying to serve you better videos. And here's the thing, hopefully the algorithm is improving, I think it is. The more that YouTube understands you, YouTube wants to bring you videos. It's not trying to take you somewhere else to give you, to show you videos you don't wanna watch. It's trying to discern your behaviors, your tastes, your preferences, to say what's gonna keep you on the platform for as long as possible. And if they can endlessly feed you content, like the humans in the Wally movie, just sitting there, just constantly being fed content, you know, I don't know if that's a healthy state. That's YouTube's goal. Like, like literally 24 hours a day. I'm just, I got endless entertainment here. I love every one of these. Keep them coming. I don't even need to go outside anymore. Like there's plenty of content coming my way. But hear me, YouTube's algorithm isn't trying to find viewers for your videos. It's trying to find videos to satisfy YouTube users. So how does the YouTube algorithm work? It works through their discovery systems. And the three big ones is YouTube's homepage. So the question is, what videos are on YouTube's homepage? The number one way you watch content is you log into your app or you get on desktop and right there on the homepage, videos are being recommended to you. Now, think about this. Even if you're not logged in, you pop onto YouTube and right there on the homepage, there's some options that they want you to click on. Think about this. You go to an Airbnb, a VRBO, you get onto the smart TV. There's no one logged in to YouTube. You open up YouTube, maybe it's a fresh login, like no one's even been there. No data has been captured yet. And there's some videos on the homepage it's, a, it's an invitation to walk through door number one. And after about watching 10 videos, YouTube's studying that IP address. They're studying whoever's watching content in that moment. This is why if you jump on someone's smart TV, I was uh, at uh, Kyle Anderson on the Think Media team's house the other day, and I jumped on his YouTube. And I was like, wow, sketch. Just kidding. But I was like, I was like wow, I'm actually... You get insight into a person's brain if you go to their YouTube homepage because he actually, he's part-time at a church. So I started seeing all these cool like different praise and worship videos, all these different like pastors he follows. He's into cars. I started seeing different car content. I was like, man, this, this car content, he has a Jeep. He's getting different stuff recommended to him. So that content, how are homepages decided? We'll answer that question in, in a second. Then the question, how, what about YouTube search? So you ask, ask a question in the YouTube search bar, what videos rank up top? That's another discovery system. You, you come with a pointed question to YouTube. How do I start vertical gardening tomatoes in an apartment? Boom, you enter that question, it starts a journey. So what videos rank up top? But YouTube's also listening to the question. So they'll start recommending you probably vertical gardening videos because you signaled YouTube an interest of yours, whoever the person is on the, that side of the smartphone or the smart TV or the computer. And then what videos is YouTube suggesting a viewer watch next? 
The three big ones would be like your homepage, search, and then suggest suggested videos. When a video ends, YouTube auto plays the next video. You watch a video about vertical gardening tomatoes in an apartment, probably at the end of the video, they're gonna throw another vertical gardening video at you or they'll throw like a Jimmy Fallon video at you, just like some really top level mass amounts of people maybe are gonna watch this clip of the news or clip of a comedian or something else. But the question is what actually gets suggested at the end of a video or as you're watching a video on your mobile phone, you're not fully engaged. So you're scrolling to see, is there anything else YouTube's recommending below this video? I might wanna jump and go watch something else. Like I kinda like this. Do you watch YouTube like me? You kinda got, you, you don't fully dive in. You got like your toes in the pool, but you're like, Mah. I'm gonna click on this and watch this until I find something better. You're scrolling through suggested videos, minimize little video playing in the corner of your smartphone. You're like, I'm still surfing around the app looking for my next thing. Like what determines what YouTube is suggesting to you? So one of the things to know about the YouTube algorithm is that in terms of decoding the YouTube algorithm, 75% of YouTube traffic comes from recommendations. And everything else, 25% is search, is external traffic, is other forms, niche forms of traffic. So tapping into YouTube recommending your videos and suggested in the homepage is the game, is the game. So how, Sean, how? How do we decode the YouTube algorithm? How can I get my videos to be recommended and shown to others? How does YouTube actually determine what videos it shows to users? One is watch history, is watch history. So this is relevant to your interest based on your past behavior. So the first thing, is realizing that the way the algorithm works is it's gonna keep serving up videos based off that user, that person who's logged in, or that account, that smart TV at an Airbnb that's got like 14 people's preferences all mixed together. It's just a, a mess. Like, wh what kind of content are we watching here? Like, there's been 14 people. So ultimately, what is the previous watch history? Here's a tip. This is actually why it's super smart to position your content in proven and profitable niches. What do I mean? It means that you ask yourself, is vertical gardening a really solid topic that people like and watch on YouTube? The answer is yes. Are guitar tutorials or gaming videos, but even more specifically, and if that's true, here's another way to put it. Are people watching other content creators that are creating the content that I'm making. That's a good thing. Competition is not, why? Because when that video ends, theoretically, you do a good job of creating good content, you'll get discovered because others are succeeding. Because there's a hunger for more content, maybe from different perspectives. If somebody wants golf tips and they find three golf creators they like, they're watching their videos, guess what that person's watch history is saying? They like golf, they wanna watch golf. You bring something unique or different to it, your video eventually gets recommended to them, those channels help you grow because they've already defined viewer behavior and you put out something creative, something unique, you only need one video to start really getting recommended and that could bring a stream of new discovery into you. So that's how the algorithm works, is, is watch history. And the, my question is, is your channel based around a clear interest that real viewers want to watch? It's just a matter of time then, if you put out good content, that your content will probably start getting recommended to them. Secondly, video performance. 
So YouTube pushes videos into the YouTube algorithm based on a couple things, click-through rate, average view duration, average percentage viewed, likes, dislikes, and viewer surveys. So these are the big ones, and some carry even more weight than others. But ultimately, you put out a video to YouTube. If they're going to show it to strangers, not subscribers, if they're going to show it to strangers, the question becomes, how large of an audience can we put this thumbnail and title in front of? Like if we were to put it, imagine this. If we were to put this video on the homepage of all 2.3 billion active users' homepages. By the way, did you know that there's basically 2.3 billion plus different homepages? Everybody's homepage is different because it's based on user behavior, user preference, and data points. There's a lot of similarities. And chances are there's not a video in the world that everyone on YouTube cares about. Just, just imagine if they were to put it on 2.3 billion people's homepages, would people click on it? Would the thumbnail grab their attention? Would people click on it? That's thing one. And so if YouTube keeps showing your video to new people and new people keep clicking on it, then they'll keep showing it to even more people. But that's not the only metric. If then they don't just click on it, but they actually stay on it, average view duration and average percentage viewed. They don't just stay on it, they watch it till the end, average percentage viewed. They watch the video all the way to the end. You put out a five minute video, massive amounts of humans on planet Earth click on it. A large majority of those people watch almost the entire thing, average percentage viewed. They click the like button, hear me, or the dislike button. Engagement would be equal in that case. They could watch all five minutes of a five minute video, be outraged, click dislike, but YouTube would say, well, Clearly, this person like wanted the information. They're not happy about it, but it is still keeping them on the platform. And then ultimately, if you've ever seen one of those viewer surveys, and maybe you've never seen one, but I've seen them on my smart TV, I've seen them on my desktop, I've seen them on my mobile. Sometimes YouTube wants you to actually take a quick survey, they push it to you, and they go, did that video you just watched from Casey Neistat satisfy you? I don't know if that's the exact wording. you know. And you're like, it did a little bit, it did a lot, it it." it it was super hot, man. I like that video. That was a great vlog, right? And so what YouTube is just trying to track is viewer satisfaction. If, and, 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 and let's stack these two points together. If a video is the greatest video in the world, click-through rate off the charts. Man, average view duration, incredible. People take a survey, they go, this couldn't have been a better video. I mean, this was better than a great steak or a great double burger at In-N-Out, man. This, this, this video changed my life. Or a great vegan falafel, dude. This video just literally, and with the survey, here's the thing though. If it's a watch history, if the person's into vertical gardening and you put out a video on the top 10 craziest moments from Minecraft, it doesn't matter if all the video performance is off the charts, that user has no interest in that topic. Right, So this is how these things stack together. The YouTube algorithm is not just pushing your video to just anybody, it's trying to, again, get your video in front of the right people. And it's more about actually them understanding the user and then pulling videos that that user has indicated they want to watch. Make sense? So number one, watch history. Number two, video performance. Number three, other viewers like you. So what you wanna begin to understand is Back to the golf analogy, what YouTube is discerning with the algorithm 
is it's saying, okay, you have 10,000 subscribers on your golf channel now. And some people aren't even in subscribe, but they watch almost every video you upload because YouTube keeps recommending it to them. What YouTube's uh, algorithm does, and they write about this in their white papers about it, is it says, okay, the people who watch this channel so far, the people who watch your channel so far, what do we know about them? And uh, based on your subscribers, based on the people who are actually giving you watch time minutes, even unsubscribed viewers, what do we know about them? And, and are there other users on the platform that indicate to us mathematically by all these data points that are also potentially going to probably like that content as well? And YouTube's really good at this. So it would kind of be like if somebody was into a particular kind of music. So you really like Drake, the hip hop artist. And so you're watching Drake's videos. Then they could probably say, okay, well, there's other people who have indicated that they like music videos, but it's not just that they like music videos. What we know about this person is they like Garth Brooks and Blake Shelton. I don't know if we need to recommend them a Drake video. They might, we could try it, but like, I don't know if they'll click on it. But if somebody likes Drake, they go, okay, well, maybe, maybe let's try to recommend them that new Kanye West video. And here are some other users who have signified that they like watching hip hop music videos. Makes sense? So even though maybe you've never discovered a niche obscure rapper, that person's music video might start to get a little heat on it, click-through rate, average view duration, little likes, people like it, and people are, they're studying viewers of all kinds, so they start to suggest that video uh, to those viewers as well, and a video can go viral. It's the key to decoding the algorithm and getting your videos to go viral. A good book on this, um, that you wouldn't maybe even think of is a book called Tribes by Seth Godin. And again, it goes back to this idea of don't go trying to invent a new community of people or trying to get super creative. If you tell me my YouTube channel is the only one in the world, there's no other YouTube channels like it, it is for the most obscure thing, and there's probably not even people who like this. It's so unique, I'm the most unique. It, Tribes is not about creating a, a community of people, it's actually about joining a pre-existing community of pe people, for example. Do people listen to hip hop music and watch music videos of it? They do. And will they want to listen to hip hop music and watch other music videos a year from now? They probably will. Do people like to vertical, do vertical gardening? And here's the thing when you get into the psychology. Are some, I'm going to stereotype here, and you actually need to think in stereotypes if you're going to hack the YouTube algorithm. Are sometimes those people that are healthy-minded, let's say, is it, is it possible that people that are into gardening are also into a plant-based lifestyle. It's probably pretty possible. Is it possible that people that are into gardening are also potentially into kind of yoga? It is possible. Are people that are into gardening, could they even actually have liberal, somewhat slanted views towards empathy towards the planet as well, which might even influence what news they watch? It's certainly possible. Could people that are into uh, you know, vertical gardening be interested in certain types of clothing brands or certain types of creators with certain types of ideologies. It's not just possible, it's likely. So to the degree, Seth Godin would tell us in the book, book Tribes, and of course we'll always link up the resources and I highly recommend reading it. Um, that book really just kind of goes into, okay, are you really clear on your viewer persona? Are you really clear, not just on the demographics of your ideal viewer, but the psychographics? And are you understanding 
not even just the clear niche that you're planning your channel in, but like the ancillary mindset, like the surrounding kind of universe of YouTube channels that could be that, that could have interest in those types of things. My friends, this is how you start to decode the YouTube algorithm and you create videos that could pull audiences from adjacent niches into your world. Deep. Man, we're in that ancient aliens bottom of the pyramid secret treasure chest. There's a mummy. We just opened it up. Like inside there's a gold chalice and a ruby in there. There's just some algorithm secrets. Like let's let's keep going. The final one is keywords plus performance. Another distinction of how YouTube works is keywords and metadata. Now, in 2021 and beyond, keywords are not some secret code that you just happen to national treasurer enter the right, you know, ancient, uh, you know, hieroglyphs in the right order. And then like, you know, the stone door opens and you run in and you grab the thing and a giant boulder is following you. Sean, you're mixing references. Listen, keywords, it's keywords plus performance. So everything we talked about, video performance, click-through rate and all that stuff, but click, keywords don't matter. YouTube wants to serve up, especially in search, but even in suggested, they want to serve up videos that satisfy the exact interests of people. So if somebody, if you got like hyper niche, if somebody was really into keto, but not dirty keto, clean keto, and they were really into intermittent fasting, and they really got into some of the distinctions there, you being very intentional with your titles, with your metadata, which is your descriptions, tags carry less weight, but you might as well be detailed and specific and all those details to say, hey, YouTube, I'm really answering specific questions here. I'm really reviewing specific products here. I'm really teaching specific skills here. I'm really getting clear in my keyword research, in my topic research, and and I'm putting out content so that these videos can satisfy viewers that have specific questions. These videos can satisfy viewers that have specific pain points. And so if you want more on that too, that's what we talk about on our thinkmasterclass.com specifically. It's about actually how to kind of hack the search-based angle of the algorithm, which I believe is still, to this day, the absolute best way to start growing your channel. Get your first 1,000 subs, your first 10,000 subs, and to this day, Think Media continues to lean heavily into search-based content that gets promoted by the algorithm and suggested as well, and it leads to approaching 4 million views every single month, like clockwork. If you want to learn exactly how we do that and we can't unpack all of that, plus if you want to see, like watch over my shoulder and watch me share my screen and really break down in detail how to grow your channel um, with that method, just check, check out thinkmasterclass.com where you can see that. But again, watch history, video performance, other viewers like you and keywords. That is how the YouTube algorithm is going to determine what videos to show users. And I encourage you, to the degree you understand that, continue to lean into that. I realize this has been kind of a heady episode, um, but you will really start creating better content that will start getting better results on YouTube. And as we land the plane, your action steps of the week are two metrics to improve. We've talked about them before, and they're super powerful. When it comes to video performance, what matters most? CTR and AVD. As we land the plane, two metrics to improve, click-through rate and average view duration. Because remember, the viewer can't even watch the video if they don't click on the video. 
If you don't grab them with the topic and the title and the thumbnail, it doesn't even matter what the content is. So you got to get that click-through rate up. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as we continue to unfold different tactics and strategies to help you with that. And then you can't actually, the video will not be recommended if you can't hold the viewer's attention. So click-through rate, get the person to click, and then minutes matter most, average view duration. Remember, get 1% better with every upload. This is some overwhelming information. Small tweaks lead to giant peaks. Make your next upload your best upload and keep making those minor improvements. You're gonna be shocked by how much progress you make on YouTube over the coming weeks, months, and even years by focusing on just getting 1% better with every upload. Well, that answered our featured question of today all about the YouTube algorithm. And remember, the algorithm is always changing. YouTube is always changing. Why? Because their objective is to get as many eyeballs on YouTube for as long as possible. So they're there to serve up to your audience. So your job is to make great content that people wanna watch over and over again. I have some action items and some questions for you. And the first one really is, what analytics do you need to go into and study on your channel? Have you looked at your audience retention rate? Have you looked at your views and your clicks? Are you seeing what people are actually watching and where people are leaving? You know, YouTube actually gives us so much information. Are you using it to the best of your ability? And if you wanna go deeper on how to grow on YouTube or what it looks like to actually start and scale a YouTube channel, I'm excited because we're hosting a free YouTube class. I'm actually hosting it for you. Uh, and so you can register at thinkmasterclass.com. I'm teaching you how to get to your first 1,000 subscribers and earn your first $1,000 on YouTube. And if you're an introvert, a newbie, or an everyday person, this is right for you. So make sure you register at thinkmasterclass.com. And at the end of that, we're gonna tell you how you can join us inside of one of the fastest growing online communities right now for YouTubers. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.